This week on Honey, You Should Watch This, Greg picked the movie, I'm Gonna Get You, Sucka. And uh, we have a special guest in the studio today, and we are all gonna weigh in on this movie. See what I did there? (laughs) Hit the bell. I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I pulled out my best dad humor for Fourth of July. <laughs> I don't. I I don't know. I, <laughs> okay. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Thank you for listening again. Uh, it is uh, honey. You should watch this. A podcast where a man and a wife torture each other with movie selections. And um, it's so fun. Yeah, and uh, it, this weekend we have a guest. We have James Thompson, who is my cousin and who I've been watching this movie with for, uh, I guess, about 30, 40 years now. Yeah, back to VHS days. Yeah. Um, so he's in, in the studio with us today. Uh, thank you for taking uh, part with us. We hope you enjoy. You're going to do just fine. He is a, he's our first returning guest. Oh, wow. We should have got him yeah. like, a, we got him like a, a honey. A honey? Yeah, like an award, like a Dundee. Like just a, a bear? Yeah, maybe. Or just we could just get him some, some honey and With say some here. honey in it. <laughs> I seem to always get Greg's movies. I never got Susan movie yet. Oh. No, that's true. Uh, well, well, you know, we could watch one tonight, and then we'll record another one tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know if I'll say all let's, that. Let's see what she picks before yeah. we commit. Could be, could be something absolutely riveting. <laughs> oh, it will be. Yeah, I bet. Um... So, uh, okay. All right. So why did you make me watch this movie, Greg? Why do you think I made you watch this movie? Because you probably quote it all the time. And yes, I just don't I realize do. you do. This movie is epic. It, it, it is nothing short of best picture worthy. <laughs> um, they should have changed the categories that year so that there could be 25 best actors. Because there were 25 <laughs> roles in this movie that deserved Best Actor consideration. They should have cut a category with Best Parody of a Black Exploitation Movie. Is that what you're saying? I, I Parody? That sh- this, sh- this shit is real. That shit could happen. <laughs> <laughs> that shit could happen. Based off true events. Yes. Uh, almost everything in this satire. movie Almost what? everything in this movie happened. The only thing that in this movie that didn't happen was that the white guy was actually a bad guy. That's the only thing. That's the only <laughs> well, part Dean about this Wormer. movie. What do you What do you expect? True. <laughs> Um, I, I I picked this movie because this has like been one of my favorite movies for a very long time. It's got a ton of jokes in it that I think are hysterical, and I I mean all these guys that are in this movie I I, I love. I, I I mean, geez, we still we still watch Damon Wayans do stuff, and Keenan and I I I just I picked you got a it. whole family of probably some of the funniest guys out there. Oh even yeah, today. Oh yeah, I I agree. Um, yeah, because I like Junior and uh, in Happy Endings. That was a good show for the like. Damon Wayans Junior. Yeah. Yep, he's got some, and he looks just like his dad, which is really creepy. But I mean, whatever. 
So um, that's why. That's why I watched it. Okay. Okay, so I decided to take over the... Um, I decided to do the synopsis this week, and I had Get this... A break. I had this. I had this great idea, and um, it's a lot harder than I thought it was. So um, you're going to get to do it again next week. Um, <laughs> basically, uh, the plot of this movie is uh, Soldier Jack Spade returns home to any ghetto USA after receiving news that his brother Junebug Spade had died of an OG, an overgold, overdosing on gold chains. So surveying the neighborhood, Jack observes the effect of gold chains on his community and desires revenge not only for his brother's death, but for the community at large. He vows to destroy Mr. Big, the neighborhood chain lord responsible for the epidemic that claimed Junebug's life. Jack, <laughs> Jack asks for the aid of his childhood idol and local hero John Slade in planning the demise of Mr. Big's empire. And together, using award-winning dialogue... Oscar-winning special effects <laughs> and Golden Globe-nominated music. <laughs> Together, they form a team that includes Kung Fu Joe, Fly Guy, Slamma, and Hamma. With the help of his crew, Jack sets out to take down Mr. Big and the gold trade in the streets. Jack Spade's played by Keenan Ivory Wayans. John Wither, I'm sorry, uh, Bernie Casey plays John Slade. Janet Dubois plays Belle Brown Spade, who, uh, Spade, who is Jack's mom. Isaac Hayes plays Hama. Jim Brown, greatest running back of all time in the NFL, plays Slamma. Antonio Fargas plays Fly Guy. Steve James is Kung Fu Joe. John Verner, a.k.a. Dean Wormer, is Mr. Big. Uh, Kadeem Hardison plays Willie. And Damon Wayans plays Leonard. And don't forget Don Lewis. Don Lewis played Cheryl. Um, there are, um, a, a total, there's like 84 different characters that are attributed with the last name Wayans and they're all a different person in this movie. Um, and then of course, one of the greatest moments in the movie is played by, uh, the first appearance on screen of Chris Rock. So <laughs> I take one real. <laughs> so, um, what did you expect when I told you we were going to watch this movie? Oh, um, I expected just a. One of those dumb, stupid 1980s goof-along movies. I did not expect this to be a straight-up parody of, of, you know, Shaft. <laughs> well, Susan actually watched it twice because she I fell did. I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can blame that on the alcohol. Five um, minutes into it, Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. You okay over there? Hello, hello. You go. Hey, hey, you, you okay? Hello. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Well, no, I was awake up until they you know, got into the rescue part of the, the mission, and then I kind of was in and out. And I, I straight up said, are you awake over there? Yeah. What just happened? Silence. <laughs> yeah, started getting smaller and smaller yeah. and smaller. Until eventually just a... <clears throat> <laughs> um, that wasn't because that wasn't in the movie. That was just because it was, you know... We're celebrating this weekend. So. That's true. That's true. Fourth of July. So we're having ourselves a good time here. We are on our 30th episode today, too, aren't we? Yes, we are. All right. Yeah. So you're in a milestone, buddy. Boom. Number, the big three O, son. <laughs> so um, I, we'll, just, I, we'll just dive right into it. All right. Okay. Go right ahead. I mean, um, we'll, talk about, we'll talk about Jack. We'll talk about Jack Slade, the Jack army, the army hero. The so, you know, the soldier boy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. No, that's what they call him the whole movie. I, I know. This, but and 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 um, 
I mean, I, this was Keenan Ivory Wayans' first uh, director, his, his directorial, directorial debut. debut. I know how to speak. <laughs> <laughs> It was sounding like you were a little. You needed a little bit of help there. I haven't had any alcohol yet today. I'm struggling. Uh, <laughs> my, I, this is not going to be a good podcast because my blood alcohol level is dangerously low. Uh, so he was. Uh, he he pretty much had had run with this idea. Got the funding. Um, they did this movie. He, he uh, it was it was a success financially. Uh, we'll get to that later. Uh, Jack Spade was a, basically he was just a, a guy that was in the army, and he had left uh, to prove to everybody that he could be somebody. And he came home, and uh, he had mama issues. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was also a, a secretary. Yeah, in the I was army. Say, secretary. <laughs> prove himself yeah. as a man. Yeah. Um, th- there's a lot of jokes that come out as the movie progresses. He's supposed to be this big badass army guy, and you kind of come to find out that he works in S one. Which is admin. He's basically a secretary. He's got he's got darts or he's got uh, badges and awards for intramural dart champion, um, surfing, shorthand, Surf- shorthand. <laughs> yeah, you did you miss you miss that part? Obviously, no, no. It's just surfing is odd. No, that's, well, there's no. That's yeah. the point. There's no award for surfing. Yeah, there's no award for darts either. There might well there might be a award for surfing in the Coast Guard. I don't know. I know that uh, Snake Plissken he got an award for surfing. <laughs> That's another escape, good movie. Escape to, to L.A. Oh, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, not... not yeah. What? Let's <laughs> <laughs> not confuse other movies with one movie. Um, this movie is is basically just a, a whole bunch of silly scenes put together that are set up so that you can have, you know, visual jokes and funny jokes and fart jokes. And um, it is a spoof on uh, black exploitation movies. Uh, which I honestly would have to to say that I I don't I, I've never watched a lot of them, but I I don't know if they're supposed to be black exploitation like movies are like supposed to be widely regarded as something good in Hollywood or if they're supposed to be widely regarded as something bad. Uh, I know that I have watched a few black exploitation movies and none of them were good, <clears throat> but I think that that's just because they were, you know, it was that time in history where they were trying to break through and and try to get whatever they could on the screen to make you know. This sounds bad, but black people more relevant in cinema because they didn't get a lot of roles, which is actually something. We watched Jaws and Jaws 2 this week, and I honestly don't remember seeing a single black person in either one of those movies, mm-hmm. 75 and 78. So it was that time where they weren't, there wasn't a lot of credence given to black actors unless you were someone like a Sidney Poitier or something like that. So, yeah. um, And even he had to work hard. He, to- yes, he did. So I think that, you know, the black exploitation, I, I think they're viewed as good, but overall they're not good movies. They were just, you know, like a means to an end. Um, like I remember I tried to watch the first Dolomite. I, I watched Dolomite. I got like halfway through it. And I'm like, I just, I can't. I, it's just, it's just, just on so many levels. And again, it was ni- like 1978 or 77. So it wasn't like they made great movies back then. Well, maybe they were the smart ones. Well, maybe they were. The white people were the ones getting out in the water. So they got eight. Oh, so. boom. <laughs> That's right. They got they got all et. They got all et up. So so anyway, um, it, it is it, it's it's set up to where he comes back and he he basically has no military training other than boot camp. Um, he hooks up with uh, people. Uh, Bernie Casey, who like I said, plays uh, John Slade, who was known as um, he, he had fought the man, for lack of a better word, as a youngster, and he goes, you know, I'm retired. 
uh, and brought brought him back out of retirement and, and Hammer and Slammer, which were Isaac Hayes and and Jim Brown, uh, and they go after Mr. Big and hilarity ensues. That's basically that's basically what you got going on here. So, okay, so what I've got here um, about black exploitation, as far as um, that. It was um, controversial, obviously. Some people thought the films were a token of black empowerment, um, but other thought uh, they perpetuated common stereotypes that white had about blacks. So groups like the NAACP um, formed a coalition against black exploitation, and, and due to the influence they had, the genre came, um, came about during the 70s. So that's what I'm reading here. Yeah, and that, I th- I think that that was the problem that even though they were allowing the black people to make the movies and they were allowing them to star in them and write them and everything, like Dolomite is basically uh, he's a bad guy. He's a bad guy that the government needs help with, so they let him out of prison. And <laughs> you know what I mean? It wasn't like he was it wasn't like he was Rocky or or you know John McClane or something like that. It's this guy who's who was locked up in jail and they let him out. And and he's a like a womanizer and uh, d- drugs and prostitution. So yeah, so that's why I'm saying I don't know if there's a lot of people that look at him as good or bad. I, they, they they exist, but they um they did they did take uh, certain steps in this movie to to make fun of just about everything they could from a black exploitation movie. So um, I think it was a labor of love from Keenan. But there you go. All right, so let's talk about the movie. All right. All right. What did you think about the award-winning uh, <laughs> uh, dialogue in this movie? Award-winning dialogue. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, it won awards. It won awards from me. It won awards. <laughs> I gave it awards. Well, this this is another, and, and this is why I keep saying we got to start another podcast. This is another one of those one stars from Roger, D- Roger Ebert, right? <laughs> So I think we either have to start a segment on the show, um, What's Irking Ebert, or we just come up with another podcast entirely where we just watch everyone star. But <laughs> oh, we ain't going to fucking do that. That's a lot of watching. Oh, my um, Lord. It was, it was a little hard to watch in spots um, just because it, it I, you know, I like goofy humor, but it was just pow, 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 pow with the, with the goofy stuff, but. It was. <laughs> you would you would prefer that the comedy was serious for a while? No, no. <laughs> excuse, me, like, excuse me, excuse uh, me, sir. Can I, I need my money back? Well, why? What was wrong? I laughed too much at the comedy. <laughs> I, I was laughing. I laughed. My stomach hurts. I need my money back because this movie was too funny for. But it was like it was it, like a lot of stuff. It was like let's see what lands, right? Um, Fuck so. yeah! <laughs> That's what makes it good. <laughs> All right. So tell me what didn't land. Let's let's go that route. Um, cramps didn't land. Um, oh, cramps was hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like some of the, like I like the the um, Damon Wayans and and um, Kadeem Hardison. Kadeem Hardison, right? Because I love my Dwayne Wayne. They they might um, those those two might be my favorite part of the movie. And they were they were great together, and they were really really funny. It just was like I don't know. I just feel like. They were the inept sidekick. I know they were the inept okay. sidekick, but I just think like they were, they were there. They did the same thing each time. That's the joke. I know it's the joke, okay. but it was I'm just, just trying, like I'm just too much to of you. them at once. No, you know? ever, never. Right? They could take, they could take, uh, and make a movie where they're the only two in it in those characters, and I would watch and I would laugh. 
Well, that could give them a little bit more of, you know, than the one note that they were. I, as much as I love the both of them, I think that they're then, great. Then he hit me from behind. Yeah, then the dude <laughs> shot me. <laughs> Stupid motherfucker. Why you got to say he shot you? <laughs> they, I, they were the part about the, they were the thing that drew me into the movie the most the first time I watched really? it. Really? Oh, they were hysterical. Absolutely hysterical. When was the first time you guys saw this movie? It had to have been when it came out on VHS because I was still living. I, I had not gone in the Marine Corps yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, came, I think I saw it oh, probably, I don't know, mid-90s maybe? That's when maybe you first saw it was that? mid-90s? No, it might have been before that. When did it come out? It was released December 16th, 1988. I think I had a copy of this before I went in the Marine Corps. I think I might have rented it from Blockbuster maybe one day. Yeah. yeah. Did this come out before or after Hollywood Shuffle? After. This was after Hollywood Shuffle. Hollywood Shuffle was a little bit earlier, and that was Robert Townsend. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the people that were in this movie were in Hollywood Shuffle. Don Lewis was in it. Um, I think Keenan Ivory Waynes was in that one for one of the skits, which is probably... We can't do that movie on this show because you've seen it, right? Have you seen Hollywood Shuffle? I've... I've seen it. I'm not sure if I've seen the whole thing. I okay. think I've seen parts of it. Yeah. Um, but I probably don't remember a hell of a lot about it. Yeah. That, that, yeah. I, I, it, that, it was definitely after because I remember watching Hollywood Shuffle uh, multiple, multiple times in high school. So, um, and I, I can look it up. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I know that we watched it a lot like when we were able to get together when we were in the service, like in Havelock and stuff like that. We might not have watched it together when we were in. Um, when when high school because uh, you were gone. I left. Yeah, I left like right into high school. But I I've been watching it since like it came out. Just I think I ran across it on cable or something and just laughed my ass off. I, I loved it. Okay. So. All right. You know. Plus, you know. I mean, you know, Isaac Hayes in it. That that now that that moment cracks me up it cracked me up the first time i saw it yeah (laughs) man why are you gonna shut my radio off do you know that that band that was singing that song Mm -hmm. was uh i can't remember the name of the group but they were from the 60s and isaac hayes actually managed that band when they were popular so that was kind of a little bit of throwback there to him but there's a there's a lot of little little nuggets in this that once you once you know it like um the first time the first time i saw this i knew who jim brown was but I didn't know who Jim Brown was because we didn't have, you know, you knew Jim, you know, Jim Brown was a, was a football player and he was, you know, one of the greatest college and pro running backs ever. I think he's probably the best college, foot pro running back to ever play the game. And, but I didn't know, I had, I, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't have the dearth of knowledge that I do about the NFL then. And I just knew that he played football. So the joke about how, what makes you think you can be a hero? Because I used to play football. You're like, oh, that's fucking funny because he played football. <laughs> I get it. He played football. That's funny. So, you know, so, yeah. Yeah. So you, <laughs> see, here we go again with a movie that I love. And she's like, no, uh, I, a lot of it missed. It was too funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, I, you know, I, it's very, I, I think had I watched it at a different time, I probably would have found it funnier. Like, like earlier, earlier in the day? <laughs> like earlier in my life, like, like when it came back, when it came out, you know, it's like that scenario watching it and it's kind of, I don't want to say it's dated because I think a lot of people still like this movie. So it's, it's not. 
It's, I mean, it's dated for sure. But oh yeah, yeah, but it's you know, it's got that very much naked gun feel to it, right? Where it's got the the and that's what makes it good to me, right? Because I like that humor. I I love that humor. Yeah, and um, that 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 humor is it's you know it's hot or cold for me. Um. So I mean, then if you look, I don't at even it, know who you are. I- <laughs> We're coming up. We're coming up on our fourteenth wedding anniversary, mm-hmm. and I just find out that she's like, "Well, you know, that type of humor is hot and cold for me." Is it thirteen Fuck years? This. It's fourteen, right? It's thirteen. It's thirteen, right? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what fucking day it is. That's all that matters. I ain't got to get the numbers right. I just got to be on the right day. <laughs> no. Wayand. <laughs> <laughs> what year did we get married? Two thousand seven. Yeah, 13. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, you were saying I was saying I was saying that you you know what? You it, it's so hard to be married to you <laughs> because your comedy is hit or miss with you. <laughs> I'm sure. I think it's probably like, you know, watching something like Anchorman or Step Brothers and stuff like that. So I think if you watch it a couple, you know, a few other times, you, you get into the humor. I think that's, that's, I'm going to take that approach to it. And then, this, you know, this back movie, up off that statement. I agree. This okay. movie um, does hold a special place in my heart because of the guy sitting there with us. Uh, it's one of those movies that we've watched together so many times. And we laugh at the same parts every time. And we say the lines out loud just a half second before they say <laughs> them all every time. Because it's just so it, it is one of those movies. I'm sure that like you and Jen have a movie that you watched a lot. That, Kiwi Herman's. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, fuck yeah. <laughs> Big adventure. Which is, which is a great, you know what I mean? Which is, it, it's, it, and it's widely regarded as a great movie. But I mean, let's face it. Pee-wee's Big Adventure is not a great movie, even though it is a great movie. Right. It's just one Excuse of those. Excuse me, Twisted yeah, Sister. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those movies that it, it has a special place because it. it, it, it you the, bonded over it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. Got it. And, so, and. Yeah. and I still, if I watch it and he's and James isn't around, I still hear him laughing and saying, "It, it just it kills." It's 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 my it's my favorite. And we and we have several movies that are like that. We have several. Oh yeah. Um, I, and, well, yeah, you grew up together. Yeah, so, and yeah, I I'm can't sure and I can't come up with any others except this one right now, which really bothers me. But it's like it's like it's like me and Young Frankenstein. Yeah. 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 Got it. But see, I see that this this type of humor is the same type of humor as John Frankenstein. This type of humor to me is a Mel Brooks type of humor. It's the one line, mm-hmm. stupid joke. Uh, you know the the prop joke. You know, like like the setup when he's walking down the street and mm-hmm. and Casey Bernie or um, Slade tells Spade, um, you know, you 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 you're not you don't you're not good enough. You can't do this. And he goes, man, I got training. And then. They start shooting at him, and he's like, "Oh, they shoot! <laughs> they and shoot! They shoot!" And he starts dancing around. He doesn't even duck for cover. You know that that is a Mel Brooks joke. That right. that is a straight up right, right out right. of a, like a Spaceballs. Like, oh man, we ain't found shit. Well, that, I mean, those type of jokes. The other thing is, you know, I think you have to take into account too that this this movie was not made for my kind of you know audience. Like, you know, I think I think you know Wayans put broad enough humor in it that a lot of people can appreciate it but there are certain parts of the humor that are you know probably better understood with people with a black experience so you know like the bean soda and all that that stuff you know but um so (laughs) the first time i saw that movie and he goes 
would you prefer a bean pie? Some bean ice cream. Bean ice cream. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, I looked on his face when he first took that first drink. And he yes. <laughs> he goes, it's an acquired taste. Yes, I, I bet it is. Um, also, the guy that plays that part, mm-hmm. um, it's not, it's Clarence. Oh, I'll look it up. Hold on. Um, yeah, it's, it's Clarence, uh, Clarence Williams III. He plays Kalinga. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he is in, okay, so f- background, uh, one of my favorite shows ever made is Miami Vice, and I have it on Blu-ray, and I watch it quite frequently, and I know I shouldn't because- What is it? Miami Vice. Yeah, you know that. I don't think I remember. M- that remember show. that show that all the posters and shit were in my room from when I was in high school. <laughs> you remember? Anyway, every time I watch this, I have to watch this when Susan's not around because all she does is rail <laughs> on this. She walks in and rail on it, and it, and and to be honest I with you, I love ranking on yeah, 80s culture. To, to, and bad to be acting, honest with yeah. you, it pisses me off a little bit because she knows how much I like this, and when I know she likes something, I don't just openly shit on it. Well, there is an episode of Miami Vice that mm-hmm. Clarence Williams plays the bad guy. And he and he's a the he's, he's like a episode, voodoo he's yeah. like a voodoo priest. And if I'm watching that when she walks in, I look at her and say, "You can make fun of this episode," <laughs> because he it's he it's just so when I see him as this like empowered guy in this movie, but he was this really weird, demented, fucked up guy in that episode. And it's the two. But when he starts talking about <laughs> when those two kids are reading that book report, that Pete Capital swine, <laughs> poor white trash. Now, a um, little bit of trivia about that scene. I always knew that they were playing the Brady Bunch theme in in the background when they're talking. When when right. he's and at, I just when, thought that that was dissonance yeah, at the beginning. It, yeah. um, that is Eve Plum, who plays his wife, and she played Jan on the Brady Bunch. I did not know that until like just now. That makes it even funnier. But the yeah, when he sat down and they when they're talking about the bean pie Meet and the, the bean new soap. Jan Brady. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, I I like. There's a lot of people in this movie too that you don't realize that, that do little cameos, and they are fucking fantastic. And David Alan Greer is one of them. Yeah, David Alan Greer is the best. Yeah. It, well, David Alan Greer Dag is hysterical. He cracks me up I- I- anyway, no matter what he does. But when he was playing that reporter, and he played that reporter as white as you could play a reporter. <laughs> oh my god! And by the time he got done talking. Uh, Slade was looking at him like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" But <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a little problem with Don Lewis trying to play this wide-eyed ingenue. Um, you know, since I really only know her from watching a different world, and that is not her character on a different world. She is very uh, wise. And you used a word that I don't know what it means. What ingenue? Yeah, like the 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 love interest. The the the. It's like when you. An ingenue is when somebody's a st- first-time starlet, and she's brought in as the the fresh young love interest. And that's why so, we do this podcast yeah. so I can learn shit. <laughs> okay, but you know she was Joe Lisa on on a different world, and she was she didn't take shit, you know, <laughs> and you know. Well, she didn't take shit in this movie. Didn't you see the part about the cramps? <laughs> <laughs> shit. Now you can. Now you you don't like the cramps joke because you're a woman. And and, um, and that was that was that's it's it's kind of a sexist joke. It's reductive, yeah. But yeah. anything that leads into I was whistling, and he says, "You was whistling, Willie, come get this bitch off me, Willie, come get this crazy bitch off me." That, yeah, that was funny. That whatever they had to do to get to that line, I am in. 
I, 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 um, I didn't have a problem with anybody in the movie in the performance. I mean, well, I didn't you, have a problem with her. I thought she did a good job. It was just very hard for me to like see her in that aspect when I've seen her in other roles where she's just take no prisoners, you know. Okay. Self possessed woman. So she was possessed. No, she wasn't. <laughs> oh, she was possessed, possessed in that yeah. one. <laughs> Uh, the, the, there's so many little jokes that they throw in this movie that I love. Uh, one of them is when they're in the bar, in the diner, when his mom first comes to rescue him the first time when he's about to get in the fight, mm-hmm. and they have the, the they have her stunt doing man. the and then doing the fight, <laughs> and then they have the stunt man and they got his fucking the must, the big ass mustache. mustache on his face, and the guy is like wider than that baseball over there. You know what? You know what that made me think of is um, I listened to um, the podcast Yo Is This Racist with Tawny Newsom and Tawny Newsom you saw her in that uh, new Steve Carell thing that's on Netflix Space Force mm-hmm. well she's um, she's an actress and she's I think she did some some project and she said that she had a woman stunt double and she said that she was really great to work with and she said gee I hope the, I hope you I get to work with you again sometime and she's like actually ask for me like you know here's my Here's I'll give you my cards and make sure you ask for me. She's like, because if you don't ask for someone specific, sometimes you know they'll have some white guy with a with a mustache <laughs> doing your double, and that's all I could think of. <laughs> Isn't this? And I'm like, holy shit, she's right. <laughs> now see, this is this is what I love about this podcast, and this is why I like my wife so much. She told me about all the jokes that missed. And yet every joke we bring up, she's, she's laughing about it. She's enjoying <laughs> See, the movie wasn't too funny. I didn't say... <laughs> you were ridiculous. No, I'm not. Yeah. I mean, it's a cult movie. Yeah. You know, you make, you make movies for different audiences, and some people get it, some people don't. That's why they call them cult movies, because they each have their own followings. Yeah. I, 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 like, I just like this type of humor. This type of humor has always hit with me. It's the stupid slapstick spoofy i mean like the naked guns okay yes some of them are better than the others but i could probably put those movies on a loop and if it's the only thing i ever got to watch again i'd be okay with it i mean first of all leslie nielsen was brit was brilliant but Mm -hmm. just 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 those dumb dumb stupid jokes like i mean when when they meet the guy to sell him the guns okay so they go the, the so slade and spade decide that they want to uh, they, they're gonna they're gonna gear up because they're gonna go after Mr. Big. So he goes. <laughs> so Slade goes and we meet this contact and we show up and this guy's got. He basically has an, an army uniform on, doesn't he? If I, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And he's got an eye patch, <laughs> and he says something along the lines of, "You were never in combat." And he goes, "No." He goes, "How'd you lose your eye?" And he goes, "Fucking around in the office. Yeah. We were shooting paper clips <laughs> at each other, and and." And you're like, what the son? Really? It's such a stupid joke, but yet it's funny. And then he has the weapons in this just room, in crates, but they're covered up with camo netting <laughs> because anybody that walked in would never. I mean, it's just I. The little touches were brilliant to me. I, I enjoyed them immensely. Well, I, I also, I guess, to to defend myself is sometimes um, when you're dealing with something that you've got to be in the mood to watch, right? Because we we have this conversation all the time, is you know, because I sometimes cannot stand to listen to Joan Jett. There'll be times I'm in the mood, but she's one note, right? 
She's, well, there's more than one note. She just sounds the same. Right. But she's but overall she's <laughs> kind of a one note kind of thing. She is. And if you're not in the mood to listen to her, you're not in the mood to listen to her. So I think this is a movie for me that you know, I mean even Naked Gun. I like some of the Naked Gun movies and stuff like that, but you have to be in the mood to watch it. Yeah. That's that's all. That's all. I mean, you have to be in the mood to watch it. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'll put it on and be good to go. Good to go. But that's just me. It's like Caddyshack. To this day, I could watch it probably three or four oh, times a day. Oh, I could watch Caddyshack oh, yeah, anytime. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the second one, not so much. I, I. Well, it's just like I. Uh, I like. But Port- even the second one has some pretty funny parts in it. Yes, it does. I like stuff like Portlandia and 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 things like that. And sometimes you, you wouldn't be in the mood to watch, you know. But. Port. Uh, okay. I, I mean, Portlandia is a, is a different type of humor. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not a spoofy humor. It's um. It's a really eccentric type of humor, but it's good. I mean, I like it. But Fred Armiston, he's a weird guy. Yeah. His comedy is his comedy is weird. Even the character he plays on Brooklyn Nine Nine, the the Armenian guy that Milos, the, the Milos of, or whatever his name I don't is. Think it's Milos. Yeah. But he, you're like that is so out of place on this show. Yet I'm laughing. So mm-hmm. yes, I can I can understand that. I mean, you should change that because you should always be willing to watch spoofy comedy. But. I mean, whatever. Maybe by the 14th anniversary, we'll have that figured out. <laughs> <laughs> or the 40th episode. We're not going to make it to 40 episodes. Oh. <laughs> of course we will. So, so, James, what is the big thing that you like about this movie? Since you're really not talking that much. So, I got to get you talking, man. It's, it's, just, <laughs> it's just over-the-wall comedy. Just spoofs. Just yeah. slapstick. It's just nonstop. You know, for an hour and a half. Mm. It's, there's, no, there's no real plot to the movie i mean there's kind of a plot at the end but it's just it's just slapstick is all it is it's just rapid fire jokes and that's what you take it as you just take it as a slapstick movie yeah even if the acting was horrible if the jokes are funny uh, i'm totally i'm totally okay with it but to me there's so many there's so many parts of this movie that are just the joke is really good it's just a really funny ass joke the chris rock segment where he's getting the ribs, that that's uh, that's iconic. That's that, the biggest scene we talk about, and it's maybe yeah. two minutes long. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is, and, and that's it, the only scene that he's so, ever in. I mean, other than setting up that you know Hammer and Slimer have moved on with their lives and stuff like that, it's just so out of place in this whole story. But well, it, it is it is kind of out of place. But I think the joke that they're making there is they're like, um, I think they're trying to portray him as just a cheap black man. Right. Chris Rock mm-hmm. like as a kid oh come on Just man pour some in my fuck hand. the cup pour some in my hand for a dime <laughs> and then he counts the change and he goes you got change for a hundred and he's got this water bills it's just I think it's just a joke making fun of he's just trying to be cheap um, but it, I mean it was it was perfection The both of them even well Isaac Hayes is a national treasure anyway <laughs> I, I, I just thought, to watch the look on his face yes when he first comes in he goes one order riz and he smiles he goes one order ribs. He goes, no, 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 no. One rib. He goes, what? One, one rib? rib? I sure am hungry. And then Jim Brown's in the back just looking with his arms crossed like. Yeah, he's like, um, <laughs> all right, one rib. <laughs> Give me one rib to go. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I also think they were trying to set up that they were, that Hammer mm-hmm. and Slammer were boys as well. You know what I mean? That they had be, they'd like maintain their friendship. And it was like they were the only two people in the restaurant. Uh uh, the, the 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 just just joke after joke after joke the the they shoot and joke and uh, the part at the end where he runs out of ammo 
So he pulls a rubber band and a paperclip out. You, <laughs> it's just so many that that that, that crack me up. I uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's go into the social significance of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I li- I listened to a um, an interview with Keenan Ivory Wayans um, when he was talking about this film. Okay, um, they were doing like a film. Um, some film institute or, or television institute were, were talking about that to him about that and living color and um, as you as you and I discussed that this uh, this idea um, came around with from a conversation that um, he was having with Eddie Murphy there's a bunch of people together and he said you know we should make like a parody of a black exploitation film and Eddie Murphy actually came up with the the name I'm gonna get you sucker and <clears throat> excuse me and uh, so they were just kind of throwing around ideas, just like guys do when they're sitting around just throwing shit out there. And a few years later, he said to Eddie Murphy, are you going to do anything with this? And he said, no, man, go ahead. Right. So when he made this film, they were making it. And as they were kind of wrapping up production and getting ready to do the publicity, he was like, I did not like what I was seeing coming out of the studio as far as the promotion for this, because it looked really cheesy. And... So what he found out is that the film company had a video contract where they had to have so many films go straight to video. And this is what this was slated for. This almost didn't see theaters. And he said, I don't know how I got the balls to do this, but I went, you know, to the studio and said, you know, there really hasn't been that many films in 20 years where you have an all black cast. And, when something like that comes out, you are going to want to see yourself on screen. So you need to put this in the theaters. So what they did is they didn't put it in major markets. They put it, you know, like it didn't go in LA and it didn't go into New York. And I think it was like Baltimore and a few other places. And um, when they released it, it was up against um, twins, right? Twins came out that weekend. So when it got released, number one was Twins. Number two was I'm Going to Get You Sucker. So what they ended up doing um, is they decided to to try another market. So they opened it up in New York against January Man. And January Man was playing on 1,500 screens. Okay. I'm Going to Get You Sucker was playing on 200. That weekend, January Man made 1.9 million. And I'm Going to Get You Sucker made 1.6. So then they decided, okay, we got something here. And January Man was Kevin Klein coming off of his Best Actor mm-hmm. uh, win for uh, so what? Yeah, Fish Called Wanda. So what they ended up doing was doing the video deal with January Man instead. Yeah. So now that's that's something that I talk about with you know on the other podcast quite a bit that I don't understand. We'll, we'll we'll touch on it here and just see what you two think. Why would a movie studio? Okay, and they what they they gave they gave Keenan Every Wayans three million dollars to make this movie, which was a lot of money back in nineteen eighty eight, especially for a movie like this that you probably could have made for fifty bucks. I mean, and they only right did two hundred thousand on for their for their public public relations campaign, is which is a, garbage. Right. Why would you put that money into a movie and not put it into the theaters? What what is what is the reasoning behind? You know what? We're not going to put this in L A. and New York. Why would that's fucking ten million people? Why would you not give them the up? I mean, if I I don't I don't. It blows my mind. Why would you? That's like saying, "Hey, James, what we're going to do is we're going to come up with fifty million dollars. We're going to put together the greatest football team that you've ever seen, 
but we're not going to let them play. We're just, they can, they can, you know, we're not going to let them play, but they can only play in our backyard. What the? I think they look at budget. I think the the budget is the big thing. They look at they're looking for blockbuster, high end budget movies, and they see that little small number, and they're like, well, probably not going to make it. But you've already but you've already spent that that money. You've already right. you've already invested that money. Why would you just go go straight to video? Because I know what I think when I hear straight to video. I think extra toilet paper Aladdin in case two. I run out. When yeah. you look at how big video was back then, you know, blockbusters was huge. You know, people yeah. always rent movies all the time, and that could have been a good market for it. Yeah, but. maybe. Okay. Yeah, I think what they saw was like maybe a de- a niche comedy that they didn't think they were going to get a heck of a lot out of. It's so a wide wide, but I think they just underestimated the audience desire to see it. So. I've never I've never talked to anybody except Susan that saw this movie that didn't like it. <laughs> um, you know, now that I think about it, if it I, I didn't really you know catch up on what it what it came out with, but Twins, I actually remember seeing this in the theaters. Now I saw that piece of shit. Too. Well, I'm talking about, I'm talking about I'm going to get you sucked. Oh, out. I saw Twins. <laughs> hold hold on just a second. Did you fucking call <laughs> Twins a piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> I go to blow chunks. <laughs> no. I, blew, I threw Oh, cookies. I can't wait to I can't t- wait to toss them. them. <laughs> That's right. First of all, you don't even know the fucking movie and you're making fun of it. No, I'm angry right now. You called twins a piece of shit. Yakety yak. Don't talk back. <laughs> I honestly don't know who the fuck you are. <laughs> I literally just watched Twins a couple days ago. Did I, you really? I needed something. I needed something background noise while I was in here working on some stuff, and I was just blowing through Amazon Prime. I'm like, fuck it, it's, it's there. Put it on. I can never go past it. That movie's amazing. Never go past that, it. That movie. You know what? That's probably number three on AFI's top top 100. No, it's not. The fuck it ain't. And if it's not, we need to get the AFI people in here for a special episode. I cannot fucking believe that you think Twins is a pile of shit. It's not good. <laughs> wow. A lot of people would disagree. That movie made a lot of money. Made a lot of money. He was huge. Arnold was huge. And then you threw in Danny DeVito. That's and just he was magic. Low. Yeah. <laughs> and just that whole concept was just hilarious. Ivan Reitman? It's an Ivan Reitman yeah. movie. Sorry. I'll call the I'll call the attorney later. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can't. I'm, I'm, I don't even want to do the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Seriously, I, I don't. I don't, I don't even, I, I'm out. That's word way off course. Yeah. Uh, continue <laughs> what you were saying, James. <laughs> oh, I, I just said I remember seeing it in theaters now. You remember seeing the movie in theaters or you saw that it was in theaters? I saw it in theaters. Okay. Yeah. It, when I was down at Eglin Air Force Base. All right. I know, I know for a fact I saw it in the theaters. I thought we saw twins together. No, no, I'm talking about I'm going to get you sucked. No, I know, but I, 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 I saw think... I might have saw it with you also, but I remember seeing it when I was there in Eglin. Okay, but it might have been when I was on leave. You and I went and saw it. I think we did go see it because this released on December 16th. So, um, which I said to you before the podcast when I was looking up the box office, that's a very odd day for this to have released. Holiday season is a big season for movies. No, it is, but not anymore. It's not, but. Used but, to be well, it's dead. still a big season. They just don't put anything out that's good. Yeah. Uh, it's you know, it, you know, they put out something a lot of Disney movies. Something yeah. the sixth, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, I feel like I, I know that like January and February is con- supposed to be considered the graveyard. It's changing. They're starting to release better movies earlier in the year. But this feels like um, 
this feels like a, a November release or an August release. You know what I mean? Like a kind of. I, I'm very surprised that it got a Christmas release. Yeah. Of course, maybe December sixteenth was Kwanzaa. What are you looking at? You don't you just totally ignore my joke. You, no. you just fucking shit on <laughs> twins, and now you're done. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I was looking at. That's something. okay. Sorry. That's okay. Yeah, you didn't. I, I made a joke, and you didn't even. You didn't. I didn't you didn't laugh. even give me a shitty look. I, I said maybe December sixteenth was Kwanzaa. No, that's not when Kwanzaa is. I don't know what Kwanzaa is either. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean. Tell you what, why don't we take a break so I can recover from this derailment of the <laughs> twins bashing. Hello there. Do you like movies but feel overwhelmed by the avalanche of titles available every week in the theaters and on streaming services? Do you struggle with justifying the increasing cost of movies at the theater or whether to pick up another streaming service? Well, I have a resource for you. One Movie Punch. Your movie review podcast for currently playing newly streaming classic and cult movies. One movie per day, every day. We track the theaters, streaming services, and the occasional physical release to find the best movies currently available. We watch every film, then distill it into a short three to five minute review and publish a daily podcast. And now with year two, we've gone spoiler free for all movies within the last three years and bringing on a team of reviewers with brand new perspectives and selections. Want more information? Head over to www.onemoviepunch.com to subscribe to the daily podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at One Movie Punch and Facebook at www.facebook.com slash One Movie Punch. We'll see you there. <sighs> All right. <laughs> what? I think it makes for better comedy that way. <laughs> what makes for better comedy? Okay, I'll bring us in. I'll bring us in. Go ahead. Oh, I brought us in with the sigh. I mean, we're recording. Oh, are we recording? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Oh, so, shit. So I bought him. I brought him a soda to try to calm him down. Hey, big guy. You yeah. want a soda? You want a soda? And he's still. Still, mad. I mean, my blood pressure is like nine thousand <laughs> over four right now. He's I ain't fucking. I don't understand movie. it. <laughs> Listen, it's not. A, it's not just a freaking movie. It's a goddamn cinema classic. It is. It is. This. This is. You know what? On this holiest of holy days, as far as American culture is concerned, on the Fourth of July, mm-hmm. that is America. That's America. America. I don't, An I Austrian. Don't know. I, I'm, I guess. I guess. I guess. You know what? You shut. You shut your porky little mouth. He's an American treasure, and I ain't talking about Arnold. I'm talking about Danny. Oh, well, yeah. No, Danny I mean, is an American treasure. I'm just. I'll, I'm just surprised. I did. I, I guess I just didn't realize you didn't like it. I, I had no idea. I went to see it in the theaters, and I was woefully disappointed that I paid money to go see it. But you know what? You know what I think? I and, and we're off topic a little bit. I think the people that like you that don't like twins are the same people that don't like Last Action Hero. It's because <laughs> it wasn't exactly what they thought it was going to be. I think Last Action Hero is absolutely hysterical and awesome. I just think it's funny. I, I thought twins was it was it was based on a ridiculous concept and as the movie went on it just got more and more ridiculous. I just thought and, and Danny DeVito look Arnold Schwarzenegger's not a great actor. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna Try and sell you that he deserves an Oscar. Not by any stretch of the no, imagination. No, but no. he makes, as far as I'm concerned, those movies. He makes good movies, and he's and he's got a good sense of humor. I mean, he's funny in some of his comedy roles, like Kindergarten Cop. I, I love that. Cop I, was great. I love that movie. He's, that he's hysterical in it. But the way that Danny DeVito, I, I just, woosah. <laughs> All right. All right. Am I going to make things better or worse to say that I did like Ruthless People? Ruthless People is awesome. Yeah. 
That movie is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that scene where Judge Reinhold is trying to sell that newlywed couple that fucking speaker, and it's like that speaker's like it's like three feet wide and six feet. Have you ever seen Real Those People? I, I I crack up every time. Finally, he goes, no, nah, that's not that's not really what you want. War of the Roses is probably one of my favorites with him. Oh, man, that's a good movie, but that is dark. Yeah. It's a good movie. You know with that? Danny DeVito? Yeah. He's in War of the Roses? He, he directed the attorney. And he, and he directed it. He plays the attorney. Yeah. I, for, I don't remember a hell of a lot about that movie other than I didn't it's, like it. You know yeah. what? It's a good movie. It's, it's a, a tough comedy. It's a tough watch if you're not in the mood. One of my favorite Danny DeVito movies who have gotten completely off topic now because we were talking about it. I'm going to get you That's all right. That's well, what the third person does for you here. Um, my favorite is um, Other People's Money. That is a great movie. Yeah, is that the one with Martin Lawrence? No, no. That's the one where he comes into town and he's gonna just um, they acquire a company and just kind of disassemble it and sell it off for the stakeholders. And okay, he I don't re- think I've seen that one. It's really good. It is good. What's the one with uh, Danny with Michael Martin Lawrence and Danny DeVito? Nothing to lose. What, what, nothing no. to lose. No, nothing. No. To, nothing to lose is no, Tim Robbins. Um, what what would something what I, uh, we'll figure it out okay yeah I, I have no idea okay well back to I'm gonna get you suckers yeah okay so you said you had something you want to talk about as far as I'm gonna get you suckers concerned oh yeah um a couple things actually um this is um I noticed it when we were watching the credits in the beginning that this is one of the first um uh, other than school days um this is one of the first movies that Ruthie Carter did costume design for. And if you don't know... I don't know who Ruthie Carter Ruthie is. Ruthie Carter is the one who won the Academy Award for costume design for Black Panther. And um, she was up for a lot of awards for um, the My Name is Dolomite. She actually okay. won, won a few, um, but none of the none of the big ones like the Emmy Awards or whatever it would be, would be Emmy or Academy. I don't know if what, what Dol- My Name is Dolomite would be, go under. But yeah, she's very much a um, staple in... In uh, Spike Lee's movie making cast show, Uh, Love and Basketball, she did. uh, Let's see. Black Panther, Dolomite is my name. Oh, she's going to be doing Coming to America (laughs) 2. Makes sense. Whenever that makes it here. Yeah. (laughs) Four years from now. She did Do the Right, you know, Do the Right Thing, More Better Blues, um, House Party 2. There's a winner. <laughs> Boom. Um, little kid in play. Um, Jungle Fever, Malcolm X, Crooklyn, Money Train. Yeah. Great okay. white, great white hype. So she's Oh. Don't even put that on your yeah. resume. Holy shit. <laughs> Two thousand shaft. Speaking of another movie <laughs> Speaking of another movie that James and I saw in the theaters the great white the great white hype. Oh my god, that movie was so bad. We were bad. just talking about that just the other day too. Uh the um which doesn't surprise me though because Damon Wayans was in that. Mm. Uh, the movie was What's the Worst That Could Happen with uh, Martin Lawrence and Danny DeVito. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I also looked at, because, um, you know, we often bring up the name of uh, Roger Ebert a lot. <laughs> We're looking at these things. I, I have, a, I have a, a, a thought on Roger Ebert when you're done. Yeah. Well, I think one of the things, here, here's, here's, here's a paragraph from his review of the movie that I think gets to the heart of why he rated it so low. He said, the problem is the satire in this movie isn't aimed at racist, racist cliches and stereotypes. It emulates them. In other words, if you always thought Superfly was an objectionable stereotype, 
this movie encourages you to laugh at the fly guy character, but there is no new satirical edge to shed any fresh light on the subject. That's what's irking Ebert. <coughs> I sorry, dude. I disagree. I I, I mean, I, to me, to me, when you take a uh, when you take um, when you take a character like Jimmy Superfly Snuka, nothing really, nothing. All right, I, <laughs> fuck. When you take when you take a character like Superfly, yeah, um, and he was in the movies, and yeah, he was this you know pimp and and all that stuff. Pimp of the year. Fly guy, fly guy was pimp of the year. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If Superfly was pimp of no. the year. Yeah, but guy. what was the song? You better have my money. He's the pimp. Oh, no. year. When he's he says, have my, money. my bitches better have my money. Yeah, there you go. Not yeah. just half, but all of my cash. Because if she don't, I'm going to put my foot dead in her ass. The man's a Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, the fact that you put him in that situation shows you, to me, it shows you that you realize how ridiculous that stereotype was. And now you're making fun of that stereotype. Right. You don't have to, you don't have to say, oh, I mean... To, so so what what did Ebert expect that they take a guy and they put him in a really nice three piece suit and he was had a Harvard law degree I don't I don't I don't get it I don't I mean yeah I mean sometimes Ebert just is a grouchy yeah. guy Yeah here's my thought here's my thought on Roger Ebert I think my thought on Roger Ebert as as we, as we have done this more I used to think that he was like this really great movie review guy and I know that he was well respected throughout and and he was a good person but it's to me he's just like every other critic that when they watch a movie and he does it doesn't hit with him he shits on it he doesn't say you know what this movie did some things right it did some things wrong it's not for me but if you like this type of comedy you can go watch it no one one star come on one star do you know how you know what's one star um jaws the revenge that's one star because that movie was fucking garbage, and we can come up with a hundred more. But this this is not a one star movie. Kids in the Hall, Brain Candy is not a one star movie. You may not like it, but that doesn't mean it's a shitty movie. It's yeah. just not for you. I, I mean, I wouldn't call Brain Candy a four star movie either. But no, you know, probably three and some, three quarter, somewhere in between. Uh, prob- I, I, it's definitely got to be better than Twins. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll give it that. <laughs> yeah, I figured. I figured you would. Well, that's why when you look at a lot of movies, when you see the critics and you see the audience, a lot of times they're way skewed. Mm-hmm. So it just goes, it's just what what you like to watch. That's what it's all about. And there's the anomalies out there. Like I just realized yesterday, I had no idea Battle Los Angeles has a 38 review from the from the audience. And I don't understand it because that movie to me is incredible. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there are movies that I think are really shitty that get like 94s, so... Well, like we, like we said, Harold and Maude was a one-star review. Yeah, it was. You know? Thanks, Robert. <laughs> That's Roger and Ebert. I brangelina Brangelina'd him. You just, no, you smooshed him. You didn't Brangelina, <laughs> you just smooshed I him. Roger, I Robert, he's a Robert. <laughs> um, one of the things that I did not know about this movie um, that I caught on this watch, well, actually this watch and a half because I went back and watched the second half with Susan again because it's, you know, the fact that I got to watch it on TV with her. Um, I knew that Damon Wayans and Keenan Ivory Wayans were brothers. And mm-hmm. I know that the two younger brothers, Sean and Marlon Wayans, have put several movies out. I was not aware that Kim Wayans mm-hmm. was the girl in the movie that sings, When the Saints... <laughs> 
Um, I, I get, and I now I I got the joke about how she's the director's sister, but I did not know that Keenan Ivory Wayans was the director. Yeah, okay. Um, also, Sean and Marlon are in this movie when Fly Guy comes out of the jail when he's released, and they're like, "Damn, look at what that dude's wearing!" <laughs> the first two that make fun of him are Sean and Marlon Wayans. Okay, uh, there is another Wayans sister who is a customer at the bar in the cramp scene <laughs> at the <laughs> diner. So. There's a lot of them. There's there's a lot of them. You just sprinkle them throughout. Yeah, yeah. There. I'm surprised Damon Wayans Jr. wasn't in this one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he was. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um. So this is what um spurred In Living Color, right? The success of this got Keenan Ivory Wayans the green light to do. Now, in when Living did Color. when did In Living Color start? I thought it started in in the in the mid '80s. It was mid '80s. Was it mid eighties? I think it was more like nineties. Get a fly girl. I know that it was. Was it on in the night? Because J Lo, right? Well, no, because of Jim Carrey. Yeah, and, and <laughs> launched Jim. It, it, you know what? Launched Jim you know Carrey what? Too. You you might be. You I think you're right. Eighty eighty nine. I don't I don't remember watching In Living Color when I was still living at home. I remember watching it, um, when I wasn't at home and I left in uh, nineteen ninety. I left. I left in late 1990. So 1990 to 2006. Yeah, man, a good hell of a run. Yeah, that that was that's a good run because that was a show that its characters didn't drop off. It, they they didn't do like um, um, Mad TV was yeah. one of them that they you know they were really good and then the people got like Will Sasso and the people got famous and they bolted and they went on for like four or five years or 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 a, um, a Saturday Night Live they did. Pretty much everybody was on that show the entire time until everybody became big, because uh, uh, Jim Carrey had uh, he had the mask and um, uh, Ace Ventura while he was Ace still Ventura while was he was still a part of that. Uh, Damon Wayans had a couple of movies. He uh, Last Boy Scout was mm-hmm. one, and um, Mo Money was one while he was on there. Keenan Ivory Wayans had Low Down Dirty. So a lot of them were doing movies and the show, which was unusual at the time. I think Keenan Ivory Wayans left first. I think he was the first person to leave, but, um, you know, there was another joke scene that I was going to talk about, and I I forgot what it was. There's so many of them that are so good. Oh, we were talking about we were talking about the part where they make the raid at the end, and he goes, "All right, you you go in through the door, and you go through the window." <laughs> Jim Brown goes, "Man, why can't I go in through the window? Well, pardon fucking me. You want to go into the window? You can go in through the window. I've never heard anybody go, pardon fucking me." <laughs> and then he climbs down. When he's climbing down, he's got he lights the pipe bomb, and you just hear the Thanks. boom. And Damon Wayans, you fought it. <laughs> what was that gun that Damon Wayans was holding in that final scene? I have no. It idea. looked like something off of Star Trek. It looked like an old German gun is what it looked it like. It did. <laughs> I have to say, in the beginning, when they first showed Mr. Big, right, um, I was very much looking at him going, and I guess I just confuse uh, John Vernon with uh, David Ogden Steers. <laughs> so I'm like, is oh, that David Ogden Steers? No. No, I don't. I, but I, no. I guess I can see it. No. And I realized it was Dean Warmer. So. There's, there's a, and you know what? I've watched that movie a thousand times. Not a thousand times, but you know what I mean. <laughs> and I never, never placed him as Dean Wormer until like the last time I watched it, which was a few months ago. I was in the office doing something. It was free on Hulu, and I threw it on. It just, 
it, how could you not with the voice? I, 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 well, I knew the voice. Yeah. I knew the voice, but I didn't know. And you know who we mean, Dean Wormer, right? Dean From Wormer Animal House. Yeah. Fat, ugly, and stupid <laughs> is no way to go through life, son. <laughs> he, has, he has one of the funniest lines in this movie to me, uh, Dean, uh, Mr. Big. Yeah. And it's the, it's the one where he talks about what? I, I'm too popular to play a black exploitation villain. He says, um, who, what's he say? Uh, who was the first Debbie one Reynolds. he says? He says, Debbie Reynolds plays, uh, plays the, the bad guy in Big Black Mama. What was that? Was, was that what it was called? I don't know. And then he goes, and Angie Dickinson. And, 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 uh, was it Cleopatra Jones? Oh, was, the first one was Cleopatra Jones, yeah. And then the second one was uh, Mommy in, uh, oh, God damn it. What was the one that Angie Dickinson was in? She's been a number Yeah. Of anyway, and then he says, and Jamie Lee Curtis. And they go, yeah, in Halloween. In Halloween. What? <laughs> that's a black spike. That, uh, I don't know. Shit. Michael always wears a mask. You never know. That shit. That's not true. You do see Michael's face in the first one. The little baby boy. Yeah. No. You don't see his face. Yeah, you do for just a second after she sticks the fucking clothes oh, hanger in his in face. The, he's in the shadows. You can't see for you real. You can see he's white. <laughs> Plus, he walks like a white guy <laughs> with no rhythm or soul. <laughs> Just as a side. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I go down the rabbit hole sometimes because if I'm, I'm working from home, you know, I'll just put on some headsets and I'll have YouTube videos kind of go on their natural loop. And I've been listening to a couple of people who um, are atheists that like to like rag on, you know, these high and mighty, really crazy fundamentalists christian channels and one of them actually went on this channel it's called fallen uh the channel's called fallen state and it's this preacher and he was basically talking to her and he said so i have this atheist and her name is jacqueline blah 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 and then he said well you don't look like an atheist to me and she's like what's an atheist supposed to look like <laughs> poor disheveled. and he said like a satanist and she's like no i we don't believe in any mm-hmm. deity <laughs> she's like just one more anyway, example. So when you said that, I'm like, so how are black people supposed to? Walk? Just just one more example of the education in our country now. Uh, yeah, um, Anywho, sorry. That's okay. No, that's that's fine. Uh, is is there anything about this movie that you'd like to bring up that you that like special things that, that like hit with you home that, that like like you just like me? My problem is I'll I'll watch a movie and then like three days later I'll be sitting in the chair and I'll just chuckle because I thought of a, a moment. Anything like that that hits you with this movie? Oh, the OG things just kills me. Oh, all the time. we hadn't even talked about that. How do you go to the bathroom? How do you go to the bathroom with all that shit on? And they never explained that either. That's one thing that made me mad was how, why didn't they explain how does he go to the bathroom with all that crap on? Well, just like the three seashells in Demolition Man, they well, never yeah. explain it. So the first when you first find out what OG is in the beginning of the movie. And they've taken the pictures of him for the mug shots, and then they have the one where all the cops are leaned down they with keep, the. They the, keep moving to different yes. positions and everything. <laughs> and he got the one where he's got his hands over his crotch. Yep. That big ass Mercedes <laughs> thing's over his crotch <laughs> is just the best. <laughs> and then the, throughout the whole movie, every time you see somebody, they've got a different medallion. Like when a guy had a BMW one on. Yeah. It's just hilarious. <laughs> Uh, I love the scene where they're talking about that. And he had this this cheap this cheap gold. He turned his neck all uh, green. green. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. You so. guys, you guys should buy this movie on Blu-ray. <laughs> Everybody out there, get the two pack. Get the two pack that has. I'm gonna get you sucker and twins. Um, it's the simultaneous simultaneous release date package. Yeah. 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 I think there I might just, be a double pack that has Hollywood Shuffle and I'm going to get you suck on it. I oh think if my I remember. God. I, 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 I 
did kind of snark a little bit when um, you got Slade walking through the streets with his band because, you know, he needs to have his theme, hero theme music. And you've got this, I mean, it's just a, his his theme song is just a straight ripoff of Shaft, right? It's not a straight ripoff of Shaft. It, it, is, it Shaft. is Shaft. And do you so, know why? Because Isaac Hayes let him have it. There you go. There you go. Isaac Hayes wrote it. Um. So when they got the the everybody's got the bass player going along and I'm like he doesn't even like he's not even plugged into anything he's just moving and I'm like that bass wouldn't sound like it would be like doing 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 is that how it sounds tell me again (laughs) well if you watch the drummer his white sticks dude. aren't even his the sticks aren't even hitting the drum. He's yeah, a white dude too, wasn't he? A white I dude. I think so. Yeah. Uh, no, the, oh yeah, he was. Yeah. And uh, the guy playing the saxophone in the back. <laughs> Wait, there's just a sax. I mean, yeah. It. it but but that, I mean that was the whole point. Every every hero got to have his theme music. <laughs> I know he's coming. <laughs> Fly guy's shoes had fish in them. Oh, he's I walking on an aquarium. I, I just there's just so many jokes in this movie. That are funny, and even if you don't think they're funny, they are. I'm, I'm just telling you right now, they are. Well, just like you were talking about before, where you see stuff that you have never seen before. Like I was telling you when we were watching it, I was like, "What's that big bubble in the middle of his tie? It looked like a like a plastic it, bubble." It and did. I was wondering. I was like, "Does he have a fish in that plastic bubble in the middle of his tie, like his like his shoes do?" I had never thought that until you mentioned it, but. That would be a great joke. Yeah. If they had done that, that would be a great joke. When he gets all dressed up at the end, when he's in the suit. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. <laughs> they make um, they make Mr. Uh, when Damon Wayans at the end, when he says, there's two ways out of here. Kiss my natural black ass. <laughs> he jumps, jumps out, out of the window. window. He didn't know about the elevator. <laughs> 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 oh, my goodness. Okay. All right. Is that it? I don't know. This was your pick, so I was leaning heavy on you to have some insight. I was leaning heavy on James. Oh God. <laughs> I mean, James, shit. We talked twenty minutes. Keep, dude. We talked twenty minutes about twins. We haven't talked about this movie at all. <laughs> I can do box office if you want. All right. All right. We'll go ahead and do box office. Let me pull it up here. Uh, the budget was $3 million for this. Uh, he was able to secure that uh, from the studio. And as you mentioned, uh, it did okay. Uh, it, 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 had, it hit some snags at the beginning. It did, um, it did $14 million overall at the box office, but its opening weekend was 585000 so once it got the wider release, I'm sure it did significantly better. I think that the video sales of this have driven it as well because of the popularity of Damon Wayans and Keenan Ivory Wayans and the In Living Color thing probably. Yeah, uh, I'm sure you know, that, that they, I'm sure that, that video of course sales it did. Um, it finished. Syndication. different. It was released December 16th, 1988. Uh, so we're basically going to be doing where it pulls in for 1989. And it pulled in at, um, oh, Jesus, 70, it was 75th, right ahead of the land before time and right after Great Balls of Fire. Um, the funny thing about it is some of the movies that it beat out, uh, Who's Harry Crumb? It beat out Who's Harry Crumb? Who's Harry Crumb only made $10 million, which is disappointing because I thought that movie was hysterical. Um, Police Academy 6, City Under Siege. I can't believe it beat that. I mean, that movie was... 
Incredible. Um, a Halloween Five, The Revenge of Michael Myers, only made eleven million. Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight, Jason Takes Manhattan, the musical, uh, was just ahead of it at fourteen million dollars. Um, Pink Cadillac uh, was right there in the area. That was not a good movie. No, it wasn't. No, and well, I mean, but you think Clint Eastwood? I mean, he's yeah. And Ma- no, not wasn't Madeline Kahn. It was Bernadette Peters, right? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. Uh, the number one movie of that year was Who Framed Roger? I uh, know it was Batman. Was nineteen eighty nine was Batman? Uh, that we're going off nineteen eighty nine because it was only released in eighty eight for two weeks. It actually made in eighty nine. It made eleven million. Uh, it made thir- it made eleven million twenty three thousand. So it made two million in, in two its, weeks. In its two weeks, and which is well one point one point well one point four came from the. What she was saying about how we put it out yeah. in um, New York and no, not bad. I mean, listen, I hear these people talk about all the time in the industry about how it only made fourteen million dollars, so it was a flop. But it made three million dollars. It was it cost three million dollars. If you give me three million dollars and tell me that in a year that three million dollars is going to be fourteen million dollars, I'm all in every day. I will I will make that investment twice on Sunday. So, and and look, the number one movie of the year that year only made. I say only two hundred fifty-one million dollars. Now that was, and that was Batman. So it wasn't like these movies were making a billion dollars consistently back then. Fourteen million dollars in nineteen eighty-eight was that's huge. I mean, that, the Batman's numbers are astronomical because I remember the lines to try to get into that movie. You couldn't even get into it. Uh, yeah, I bought my tickets for the opening night of Batman uh, at noon the day it came out, and I got there like five minutes late and ended up in the front row. So. Uh, it was rough. That was brutal. I saw it in a theater. They had six theaters, and they were showing in every single theater, and you couldn't even get into them for any show. Mm-hmm. It was backed up. So, I mean, especially especially for a movie that only had a $200,000 marketing budget and was not promoted by the studio at all because they were going to put it straight to video. I mean, I, I call that a success. Fuck you, Ebert. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't I don't mean that. All right. I mean, really, is that it? Well, we got our top three. All right. I guess let's do our top three. Guess nothing else. First. Nothing else you want to talk about for the movie here. Nothing no, else you I don't can think, think of. So. I mean, jokes we missed. Oh yeah, I mean, no, we, no, no. We do have a scene we got to talk about. Oh. We got to talk about the scene with uh, where he goes to have sex with the girl. Oh no! Now you're gonna take one from me. Candy Cherry, whatever her name is. Cherry. Yeah. Okay. Why? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> well, I think you're stepping on James's. I probably am. Well, no, that's yeah. that's the one scene that I thought Susan would lose it when she was. That you thought it was laughing. really funny. Yeah, I actually seen that scene before. Oh, you had yeah. that was when she walked in. She'd seen part of that was the part she had seen. The one scene that she laughed the loudest at was when Slade nope. came home. Okay, never mind. I, I'm not allowed to fucking say anything, but 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 I can be told. Oh yeah, such when Slade balls. came home and all his shit was just like, is that what you're talking and about? And she says, "I left your room just like you, just like you left it." He's got like dead hamsters. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So all right, sorry. That's all right. I I I, I thought I thought you were going to say something else and step on my top three. So, <laughs> anywho, we wouldn't want to step on anybody's anything. Do you want me to go first? <laughs> um. Well, I mean, we usually have the guests go first, but James pointing at you. So. James want to go first? You want me to go first? Go you want me to go first? All right. Um, my number three was um the whole. I can't. You know what? I can't do that because I know that's one of yours. Okay. Um. I loved the initial discussion with uh, Damon Wayne's character and Kadeem Hardison with Mr. Big. 
when they were talking about the yeah, but then but then the soldier dude what mm-hmm. the fuck the fucking dude <laughs> <laughs> he said yeah and then he shot me um <laughs> I I I loved that whole scene I loved the um see I, I just I left two of mine off here because because I knew that they were going to be used by somebody else why don't you do your three and I'll add two more James. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, we're on. We've seen this movie so many times. Our top three are probably going to be almost exactly the same. Close. Um, my my number three was probably the first sequence that came in when they saw him laying there with the, all the gold on. And it just kept going. Every time he showed the picture, everybody was like, well, how does he go to the bathroom with all that stuff on? That just, it makes me laugh to this day. That, so that's, the, I like that very much, yes. So that'd be my number three. Okay, he's already crossed one off. Can we go keep going? Yeah, keep going. <laughs> Uh, my number two would be the cramp scene. Um, <laughs> the ending of it, we, he's like whistling, and he's yeah. like, "What are you saying, whistling? Keep this whistling. bitch off me!" You was whistling, "Hey, Willie, come get this bitch off me! This crazy bitch off me!" Because he was already beat down from getting thrown downstairs. He had a, like a neck brace and everything on, so it was just kind of funny. Yeah, yes, leg in a cast. Yeah, my number one is uh, when he took the girl from the bar to the room, and she just starts popping off body parts. And when she pops the leg off, he's got his leg. He's trying to scoot his jacket over. Yeah. <laughs> she pulls out her falsies. He's like, they're yeah. not even the right color. And he gets back to the bar. He grabs a thing of whiskey and just shoots it down real quick. He goes, well, that was fast. He's like, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, those are my top three. All right. All right. You wait on me? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Well, you know, one of my favorite parts is when they're dri- when Hammer and Slammer are driving along in the car and they're listening to that song. It was up. Uh, <laughs> <what's laughs> <it? laughs> Was it, was it, is it Lazing in the Grass? Is that, is that the name of the song? Lazing in the Grass. I think so. I uh, can't remember the name of the group. And, uh, so Isaac Hayes starts going, it's just funny. Just funny with that voice. So, um, The other one is the, the Rambo scene where he's cauterizing the God little, damn it. little cut on his finger. <laughs> All right, I've got to come up with that, another one. That made me kind of snicker out loud the first time I saw it. Um and the one where Kung Fu Joe gets pulled over and they're like, and the car is like, your door is ajar. Please close the door. <laughs> close your door, the door is a door. I said close the goddamn door. I forgot about that. I said close the door, dickhead. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> I, I, like, I really like that scene too because he's, oh, hi, I'm Kung Fu Joe. He says, now I'm about to, I have master of karate, jujitsu, something, and all kinds of other shit y'all ain't never heard of. <laughs> he goes from Asian to, to, to ghetto. Oh, my God. All uh, right. All right. I, uh, um, I, well, I had, the, I had the Rambo scene on here, so got to get rid of that. And the craziest part is that she loves that part, but she's never seen that, that actual Rambo scene. Guess who's going to have to watch Rambo 2? Oh, good. All right, well, let's go ahead and do Chris Rock. All right. All right, the, the Chris Rock the Chris Rock scene. Yeah, one rib. Fuck the cup, pull some of my hand for a dime. Uh, damn, this is harder than I thought. Sorry. That's all right. Um, I've actually got another one. Go for it. Another one that I just thought about that was this funny to me was when they first walked into the bar and they're shooting the bar up and they all had these huge-ass guns. And what's his name? Ninja Joe, whatever his name is. He's like sitting there throwing, he's throwing stars. stars. Yes, when they're shooting. <laughs> it looks like you just lost your leg and he's throwing, he's throwing Chinese stars. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the hat club, the big broom the club. The big broom club. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty funny. I, I, I feel like a loser because I don't, I don't, I don't have a third one. I can't. I'm, I'm freezing. Hold on. I'm freezing under the pressure. 
Okay, so I'll go ahead and go with the very end after um, I think it's Hammer. I think Isaac Hayes is Hammer. And it's just Slammer and Slade and Spade left, and they're on the roof. And he tells him, all right, I'm going to go down on top of the roof, and then you go through the window and you go through the door. And, and, and Jim Brown says, why can't I go through the window? Slade, Slade, Slade goes, well, pardon fucking me. <laughs> well, I've never heard anybody say that. Um, pardon fucking me. Go through the door if you, window if you want. Then he dives through the window and he's all fucked up. He's like, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, he, he got it all screwed up. I thought that was great. And right, after, right before that, when he had come down the rope and he'd blow it up with the pipe bomb, that, that to me is, <laughs> is, a, is a pretty pretty good moment. All right. Would you watch this movie again? Uh, I might, yeah. yeah. You don't even need to ask me. I'll probably watch it again today. <laughs> <laughs> James, would you watch this movie again? Uh, probably not. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> one of my all-time favorites. I, I, I agree. This is definitely one of the, my favorite comedies that I've ever seen. I just I love everything about it. All right. There's so many, so many, so many, and I'm and I, I struggled with my top three moments because, like you said, ours are kind of the same, and I, I, I have those moments ingrained in my head. But every time I watch this, I, I, I see a, a at least one scene that I've forgotten about that I'm like, oh my god, I love that scene. It's just, it's so funny. Um, yeah, that's it, I guess. You know, even even today, as we're going through all this stuff, it's just comedy's comedy. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter who makes it. You know, it's comedy. And if you like it, you're going to laugh at it. You know, don't take offense to anything. Just like it. Yep. So. I, that's, I, I agreed. All right. All right. The fuck am I going to watch? <laughs> Is it twins? Let's go watch twins. No, it's not twins. All right. So I, 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 I'm I said hesitating. That, I, I said that I, wrong. I, I what went, movie are you going to have I me went watch? into this with, with a lot of certainty. Now I'm hesitating. No. So, um, do it. Just, all right. just roll I'm gonna, with it. I'm going to take your parody and meet your parody with a parody. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. So have to watch we, something from the 20s. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. No. Um, we're going to watch Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Oh, okay. I've never seen that. I want to see it. Uh, I might have saw that a long time ago. Uh, a, long a long time ago for me, too. Ago. Yeah. But. Isn't it called? Is it called Attack of the Killer Beefsteak Tomatoes, or is it just Attack just, of the just a, it's a cherry just tomatoes? Tomatoes and yeah, <laughs> I don't think there were real any. small tomatoes running around killing people. <laughs> All right, have you seen it? I, I remember seeing it a long time ago. It's 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 really cheesy. It's super cheesy. It's, it's great. real cheesy. <laughs> All right. I'm talking like actual cheese on the top of oh, tomatoes. Oh yeah, B movie all the way. Low budget. It's perfect. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, sounds good to me. All righty. James, any, anything else you'd like to say? No? no, thanks for having me. Oh, it's been a blast. Anytime. We'll see you again next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. You want me to do the spiel? Do the spiel. All right. This is the time of the podcast where we like to tell you that if you'd like to follow us, you can follow us on social media. On Twitter and Instagram, um, the handles are both at HoneyWatchThis. Um, we do have a Facebook page. Um, you can uh, listen to um, the rest of our episodes um, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um, you can also go to www.honeyyoushouldwatchthis.podbean.com um, for the whole list of everything that we've done. Uh, if you're listening to us, uh, please subscribe wherever you're listening to us. 
Uh, and if you're listening to us on Apple Podcast, uh, give us a little rate and review. Um, you can also, also always slide into our DMs if you have suggestions for movies you'd like us to do. If you are another podcast um, and you'd like to join us as a guest, um, we are more than open to that. Um, you can pick the movie and we can have a convo. So that's all. So have a safe and happy 4th. Because we are doing the fourth right now, so I hope you had a safe and happy, safe yeah, and happy there you fourth. Go. So yeah, it'll fourth. probably be a couple of weeks before you hear this, so I'm getting all screwed up. Sorry. Yeah, God. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. Um, again, I still James, don't like twins. <laughs> I mean, I guess it is what it is. <laughs> we'll see if we make it to our 14th. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Have a wonderful week. Bye. Bye.